0: Good morning, I'm Joe Collins, and welcome to See Me Church. Our mission is to love God and neighbor one household at a time. We are a group of ordinary people who believe in the extraordinary message of Jesus Christ. So, no matter who you are or what your story, we're glad you're here. You know, Len and I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving this past week, and we pray that this morning finds you well. As you know, we said last week that this Sunday would be an online-only worship service. That's because we have a special guest speaker. He's called Ron Quint. He was, for many years, the lead evangelist of our sister church in the San Fernando Valley. But more than that, Ron and Renee were great friends and mentors to many of us. Before we get started, though, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer, and then we'll have a, time, a worship video. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. I pray that your spirit is with us, that you infill us, that you empower us to do your will. Help us to hear great things from Ron's message, to be brought closer to you through his words and through the scriptures he's going to share this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's worship.
1: Me Church. Greetings to you from Central Oregon. Hope this recording finds you well. Renee sends her love and best wishes. We moved here a year and four months ago after having lived in LA for 24 years, serving with the North Region that time, and after serving nearly 40 years in full-time ministry, we retired also upon our move here. So there have been adjustments, uh, but God has been faithful to us, and it's been a really incredible time for us. One of the reasons that we moved here was to be able to be closer to our parents as they age and help them in the things of life, and God has given us great opportunities to do that as well. Also, uh, it just so happened that as we were moving to Central Oregon, a church planning was uh, come here to get a, a new congregation started. And so we've had the fun of joining up with them and seeing uh, God do some great things in uh, building his ministry here. So I was asked to record, uh, pre-record a message for you, I think to be played over the Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. And uh since these are such crazy times uh, with the ongoing global pandemic and uh, lots of other stuff going on socially and politically and culturally, and, and then just on top of the normal stuff of, and stresses of life as a human being, I've been drawn to a passage that uh, I hope will also minister to you. It's a passage that really shows the heart and character of God as well as uh, revealing what God wants for us. Uh, the passage is Matthew eleven, twenty-eight 28 to 30. And in it, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You know, we all have uh, favorite passages that mean so much to us, but then they take on extra special meaning as we go through uh, different happenings in our life. And I think this is one of those passages for uh, a time like this, that uh, has that extra special meaning. So we'll just go through it, kind of phrase by phrase. Jesus is inviting us uh, to come to him. Come to me, he says. And this is a a call that is phrased differently, but frequently, throughout the scriptures. Uh, He says, seek me. He says, draw near to me. He says, abide in me. He says, trust in me. All of this really inviting us to a close connection with God and revealing to us that God desires a close connection with us. And as we think about this, we think about the the very subtle and unseen drift that can be occurring in our life. If you've ever been snorkeling or swimming in the ocean, you can be so caught up in what you're doing and not realize that there's an unseen and even almost unfelt current that can be pulling you in a direction that you weren't aware you were going. And in our culture and in our society and in difficult times like we've, we've been going through, that drift can be occurring and we don't even realize it. And so hearing the call of the Lord where uh, the drift might be pulling us away from Him, calling us to come to Him. And at any given moment in our life, we may be coming or going. And the idea would be, as we hear His voice, to do more coming to Him and less going from Him. that's a desire that He has for us. And He says, uh, this invitation, uh, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. So it's an invitation to a specific <coughs> a group of people, a kind of person, going through a certain thing in their life. Those who are weary and burdened. And uh, stacking up of those two ideas, uh, weary and burdened, definitely conveys a message of uh, something significant that's going on in a person's life. And I think that really fits with the long-term effect of what we've been going through this past year with the pandemic, with the the stuff going on socially, politically, culturally around us. And uh, the weary and burdened can especially speak to the length of the road and the weight of the load. Uh, the length of the 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 road uh, the length of the the road can really make us weary that it's not a short term thing it's a it's a long haul and the fact that it goes on and on it's not a week it's not a month but it's getting into months and months can have a a wearying effect on us and can add up to depleting us of our resources and our reserves and then there's the, the burdenness, which really speaks to the weight that we're carrying. And when things get added on, one thing upon another, and there are extra stresses beyond the normal stresses of everyday life, there can be an added sense of the, the weight that we're carrying adding up. And so he's talking about a weariness and a burdenness that is significant and a result in our life, uh, a depth of fatigue that can be happening. And the fact that the Lord acknowledges it lets us know He really is tuned in to what we're going through. Uh, We're not alone in this in the sense that He knows uh, what we're going through, and He wants to be in it with us, and He wants us to bring it to Him so we can be with Him in it. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. If you've ever felt that, or felt that recently, then this invitation is especially designed for you. And he says, If we come to him in our being weary and burdened, he will give us rest. We'll talk more about the rest in a moment later in the passage, but just this idea of I will give you describes to us the very giving generous heart of the Lord. And that uh, the idea of His giving is also translated uh, the word grace. Same word. And it's an idea of giving uh, a gift that is not about being deserved. It's just because of the heart and the nature of God that He wants to give to us. He has things in mind to impart to us and to bless us with. And in this case, that's on his mind. He has something he wants to give us and it's rest. And we'll talk about that. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you. I have something I want to impart to you, he says. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble and heart. So there's a lot of pictures in this phrase. The yoke is taken from the, uh, the agrarian the agricultural com- community and times that they lived in. And the yoke was a, a wooden device that was fastened over the shoulders of an oxen. And it would uh, accomplish a couple tasks. It would connect the, the oxen to the farmer's reins so that uh, the farmer could guide and restrain the oxen it would also uh, connect the oxen to a load, to be pulled in a cart or a plow in the field. So it would uh, be connecting the, oxygen, the oxen to uh, work to be done, a task to be fulfilled. And then it would also frequently, uh, the, the yoke would be designed in a way to connect the oxen to other oxen, so as to help in the pulling of the load. And that symbolism of uh, the yoke, when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, would indicate that he desires to connect us to his guidance. He desires to connect us to uh, work that he wants us to do. And he also desires to connect us to resources that he wants to give us to help us along the way. There is uh, a guiding, restraining, and helping work that the Lord wants to do in our life. There's work he has designed for us. There's an impact that he wants to have in the world through us. And so uh, his particular yoke is uh, ready for us. But he also defines it even more specifically and even the idea of coming to Him when He says to learn from Me. Uh, the Lord has things He wants to teach us about life and even in real time as we're going through stuff in life, there's there's things that He wants to communicate to us about how to deal with it as we're going through it. And He says, uh, Take my yoke upon you and learn from Me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And that would describe how the Lord teaches us as a teacher in our life. He is gentle and He is humble. The way in which He's going to really bring His lessons home to us, the things He wants us to learn, He's going to do it in a most gentle and humble way. And it's added there in the phrase, in heart, that shows that the depth of the gentleness and humility with which the Lord wants to interact with us, there's a great picture in Revelation four as John is led through the the doorway into heaven, and there's the throne of God, and among other symbols around depicting the the the, the very throne of God uh, from the throne comes flashes of lightning and peals of thunder, and you get this just sense of the enormous power around the throne of God. But in front of the throne, it's describing this sea of glass as clear as crystal. And if you've ever been at the ocean or a lake, on the the elements that that were just right to make it really, really, really calm and still, you, you think about what has to occur for it to be that calm and and even though there's all the power around the throne of God yet before the throne where where we the 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 person might be coming to approach him in that space right before his throne even given all the enormous power is this calm peaceful sea of glass and that that, that is the the very heart of God Uh, coming into his presence and what he wants and how he wants us to experience him. Uh, Life can be turbulent. Things can be so crazy and upsetting and unsettling. And yet God wants for us to be before him and in his presence with this sea of glass, clear as crystal, uh, gentleness and humility of heart in interacting with us. I hope that's Something of the presence of God that you're able to experience uh, in the midst of the, the craziness that are going on. So, the learn from me because I'm gentle and humble and hard, he says, would describe how he interacts with us. But it also describes what he would want us to learn from him. To learn from him what he is the coming to Him, to get from Him, and it to so get into us that it we begin to take on that character into the world around us, the gentleness and the humility. And we find here something that occurs a lot in Scripture, and that is a pairings of really great truths and great uh, concepts, like grace and truth. And here we have this pairing of gentleness and humility. And it really they do go together the more uh humble we are uh the less burdened by our egos and by our uh the world revolving around us and everything happened to somehow have a reference back to us which is a a very burdensome way to live and we all have to to, to deal with that in our life but the 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 less we're we're into that and the more humble we are it shows in a, a general gentle disposition, whereas uh, the less humble we are, uh, it also is, goes along with it that uh, the less gentle we are. So as we, as we draw near to the Lord, the gentleness and the humility that He wants to learn from us really speak to uh, then what result He wants to bring about in our lives. And then he says, and, and here's the, the, the bottom line of it, you will find rest for your soul. So the rest he spoke of at the very beginning, he now defines more completely and more deeply. He wants a rest for our souls. And I like the way Psalms 103 verse 1 phrases the connection of the soul, where he says, praise the Lord, O my soul, All my inmost being, praise His holy name. So when we think of our soul, let's think of all our inmost being. The carefully collecting of all of that that most personally and intimately and completely defines us from the depth of us inside out, that that is what the Lord wants give rest to. That's where the Lord wants us to experience rest. And there are uh, in the scriptures, Jesus, as he's praying in the garden, being uh, overwhelmed and troubled of his soul. And the psalmist describing uh, his soul being disturbed within him. And there's nothing uh, so upsetting as when our inmost being gets upset. And, And that is the result of the the length of the road and the weight of the load that we carry over times like we've been in this this past pandemic year in which the 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 depth of weariness the the upsetness the the agitation of our souls becomes extreme there is a rest that you get a night's sleep and you acquire there is a fatigue that you just take a little bit of break and you set it aside. And then there's a rest that, that because of the the, the depth of the weariness and the burden, this, um, eludes us and it escapes us. And that's the rest that the Lord is wanting to bring to us here. And just for a moment to access this, let's think about the word restless, uh, the the upsetness, the agitation, the, the uneasiness uh, that, that comes about when um, we, we realize that we don't have control over things. And we realize that the very ground is shifting and the rules of engagement and how we've been able to make sense of the world around us and even predict Events and even calculate where we fit in and and what our role is and how it's all going to get sorted out. Sorted out. When 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 that changes, it begins to seep into and cause a level of upsetness and unsettledness in our inmost being. And that is the the level of rest that uh, the Lord wants to bring to us. And and then He finishes this given what He wants for us. And He says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And it really will be as we come to Him, and as we learn from Him, experiencing His gentleness and His humility with us, and as we take His yoke upon us, uh, yes, there is the Restraining, and yes, there is the, the task He wants us to do, and yes, there is the partnering up with those around us to help us share the load, uh, but that it is a yoke that He intends, that He wants for us to be easy, and a burden that He wants to be light. There is a yoke, there is a burden, but He wants our experience of it to be easy and light. And I, I want to just talk for a moment, not, not just about life in the pandemic world, but life as a disciple and life as a Christian. And something that I've been considering is when you have people like us that are conscientious and careful about their faith, that are Bible-oriented, scripture Loving followers of God, we we want to get it right. We want to do it right. We want to we want to be as close to the way He wants it done as we can possibly be, and that's a, a really really good thing. And how else would we do it? But in that, there is something that uh, unintended. Uh, can happen. Not inevitable, but it is common for it to happen. And that is, it can become uh, somewhat burdensome. And uh, it can become somewhat weary. Because there is a, a realization along the way that we we can never completely get it right. We can never uh, get so close to the bullseye uh, that we really actually hit it and especially that we we hit it all the time and there is a uh, uh, something that we can do where we can make of the faith or of how we do church and how we think church should be done or how we think uh, the, the the message of God should be able to be conveyed in the world or how uh, things that we as, Christians should be able to agree on, or how we should be able to get along with each other. And there can be expectations that we have of others, but I'm especially thinking about ourselves, that uh, although it's a good thing to have those expectations, it it can, over a long period of time, uh, become quite a burden to, to carry. And then, when the rules change and the ground shifts and things become different and we find our, our ability to deliver, our ability to come across with the good Christian goods, uh, the way of living the life, uh, coming up short with that, then it can be even more so wearisome and more so burdensome. And I think it's for times just like this when we don't have it figured out. When uh, it's out of our control, we don't know how to fix it. We don't know how to make it right. Uh, we don't know how to achieve some of the the otherwise really, really important goals that we have with uh, unity and with being able to convey the message in an effective, timely way to the world around us and being able to even effect. What we see is maybe directions that, that our culture and our world are, are, are going in that are, we, we sense are going to be harmful and, and we're, we're not able to affect it. And we don't know what's going to happen next and we don't know how to affect, affect it. that It's especially a, a time like that to realize it is, it is the way of looking at it, it's that way of holding it that expectation that we fix it, that expectation that we control it, that expectation that we know what's going on and and we can somehow bring about a change that can especially be wearisome and burdensome and not at all what the Lord intended for us. And so a final perspective on this as we wrap it up is to remember that although the yoke we're taking on and there is a burden. The The Lord describes it as His yoke and His burden. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think there's nothing quite so much that could lighten our load and ease our burden like realizing it's it's the Lord's. It's, it's actually His to carry. It's, it's, it's His. And as we see that, we realize that He's right there with us. And in the end, it's, it's His yoke, not just because He's on the reins guiding us, but it's actually His yoke because that, that partner that we have that's there beside us that we're fitted with is not just another of ourself, but it's, it's the Lord. And that's the proximity and the closeness that He wants us to have to Him. And we see that he's right there by our side because after all, it's his yoke. I hope that uh, you will uh, be really blessed this, this Thanksgiving time and this holiday season, and that we will really be able to see at some point also uh lightening and a lifting of the, the challenges that we're facing around us. But until that time, We know that as we journey with the Lord, His yoke is easy and His burden is light. All the best to you. God's blessings to you. See me, church.
0: We're going to prepare ourselves to take communion and pray for the weekly offering. All you need is some matzah and some grape juice. You know, at Simi Church, we believe the Bible is the best source of truth in our world today. In it, we learn that Jesus is Lord. He lived a sinless life, died on a cross, and rose to life again. And it's in this belief we do everything. We are a member-supported fellowship by people like me. You can give today by texting keyword Church to seven seven nine seven seven or by going online to our website, seemechurch.org, and click the Give button. After I pray, we're going to have a time of music and meditation to allow you the time to eat the bread and drink the cup in remembrance of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, his sacrifice on the cross and all that he's done for us. We're so grateful for him and his sacrifice. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
2: A road all your life you've been on that road, the one that leads you to the same old door, the one that leads you to alone, and you once loved. As a child you felt so much love you never thought you could hurt so much you never thought you'd hurt alone and it don't The things they've done to you. Well, lay it on and then forgive them. Cause what it does. of pain In your eyes I see So much pain And in my eyes I saw Much the same In my eyes I saw Alone But there is a road one that leads you to It's the narrow road The one that brings you to The open door The one that brings you to Your home it the things they say about me I let it out and then I forgive them Cause what it does you know it helps me see you will take away the empty and you will take away the lonely He will take away the sadness, and He will bring to you a home, and He will wash away the sorrow, He will wash away the pain.
0: not take communion, make sure you do so later today. You know, we want CME Church to be your church, your family's church, and your neighbor's church. If you want to know more, talk to the person who told you about us or contact me directly through our website. Finally, I want to remind all the members of CME Church to pray for, invest in, invite the church, and prepare yourselves to be Jesus to the world around you. And don't forget to tell them to like us on all of our social media outlets. You know, next week we're going to be meeting in person once again. We look forward to seeing you there. Until then, God
3: bless.